Hi guys, so thank you so much for checking out this brand new podcast and I hope you stick around for a while, you know, that would be really, really cool. So today I'm just going to have like a casual rant about what I perceive is just the incredibly soul-destroying pressure that's been placed on Normani, you know, to, just to release music and of course her album. Now, you don't have to agree with me, but don't judge me either, you know. The incredibly high expectations and comparisons to other artists, you know, most notably Beyonce, you know, it just does her so much disservice. Essentially, we're saying that, you know, she isn't good enough to be her own person and make her own style of music. Also, the only similarity that she has to Beyonce is that Outwardly, they are both African-Americans, can sing and dance, and also come from a band. However, to compare Beyonce, an artist who has star power and has been just churning out hits for over like 20 years is a bit mad. And to be honest, no wonder the girl is hesitant about releasing music. There's just been a heavy amount of musical pressure to carry for such a young girl. But anyways, before we get further into this, we all remember her from her time in Fifth Harmony, you know, where she auditioned on The X Factor as a solo artist, but then unintentionally ended up in a band with four other girls. None of the members really seemed interested in being in a group, but it was either go back and be forgotten or take advantage of the situation. And of course, option B is better than none. So the story continues that they end up signing a joint record deal with Psycho and Epic Records straight after leaving the X Factor. You know, they were able to capitalise on their success after being on a reality show and, you know, using social media to connect with fans. You know, their success could also be attributed to, you know, a lack of prominent pop girl bands during 2012. And also, you know, a majority of the band members were from a Latin American background. And, you know, of course, the Latin music market and community has been thriving. But not only that, there's also a strong Latin community in America. So it was something that was also marketable about them. But not only that, although Normani oftentimes was overlooked, you know, she could sing, dance like no other, you know, even though she does come from a gymnastic background... And of course, she's beautiful, but still we never get to see her in leads, you know, of their more, you know, successful songs. Usually, you know, those roles were relegated to Camilla or Lauren, although they do have distinctive, stronger vocals. So it does make sense. It's just ironic as, you know, they're both of Latin American heritage. And like I just mentioned, the music community and opportunities are just massive. So it could have been, you know, a tactical decision to litter their vocals, you know, everywhere. And, you know, I hate to play the race card, but, you know, it's not my thing. But it has to be brought up considering that, you know, Normani herself has been the only member to be on the receiving end of racist abuse, you know, especially from Camilla's fan base. And that's intentional. 
you know, when we think of pop music and artists, we're thinking of what is commercial, what is the majority, and what is the norm. All of those questions lead to the answer of whiteness. You know, it's a physical marker that just Normani, Normani doesn't possess. The way she's been treated is like she's made to feel unwelcome making pop music. You know, we tend to categorize anything that's black into an urban category because it's what we've become comfortable with. It's easy to understand and label, but a full black African-American artist deciding, you know, that she wants to make whiter than white pop music just seems to disturb the normal narrative. And then what that leads to is, of course, attacks on her racial identity, almost as a reminder that she doesn't belong in that pop universe. It's like another way of reminding someone that, you know, breaking the glass ceiling will feel more like breaking a sturdy concrete wall. Anywho... When the band finally disbanded in 2008, partly instigated by, you know, Miss Camilla leaving to pursue her her own music career, it meant that, you know, Normani can finally pursue what it is that she set out to do. You know, during this time, you know, she's been working on, or should I say she had been working on establishing herself as a solo artist, you know, collaborating with artists such as Sam Smith, um, Wizkid, Black, you know, and so on. You know, this time was, you know, the perfect opportunity to experiment with the type of music she could be focusing on and also keep the Normani brand alive. As as it's very easy to be forgotten in a band if, if you weren't a lead singer, you know. And she really blew up when she released the single and more importantly, the video for her song Motivation, which was actually co-written by Ariana Grande, amongst many other people. You know, it gave us an indication that she might be veering off into like pop music territory when she does release her new album. So... The song on its own is like a harmlessly perfect, catchy pop song. But with the video, it kind of brought back the appeal of like the art of music videos and and the MTV music era that we we sometimes overlook now in favour for, um, or sorry, in favour of just, you know, streaming and listening to a song. You know, the music video also paid homage to artists of the 2000s, such as Beyonce, J-Lo, Sierra, etc, etc. I think what made the song very successful was that other artists and celebrities, you know, were, were willing to promote and advertise the video on their social media platform, which... I think helped to build the song's popularity. You know, I can't help but think that, you know, if the video wasn't epic, would people still be enthusiastic about listening to the song on its own? Because for me personally, as much as I enjoy the song, um, what it is, I can only honestly say that I prefer to actually watch the video rather than listen to the song on its own because it was that spectacular and you know also there's the question of you know whether her team are actually marketing her music correctly as it seems that most of the exposure 
for the song was built from her peers instead. Also, there's like the concerns with her record, you know, the record label that she signed with, you know, which has had, you know, a bad reputation for mishandling um, a certain person's career by the name of Tanache. And, you know, if you know Tanache, you know that she's a really good artist. She, she does everything, you know, she sings, she dances, she writes her own music. She can do it all really well. I think, though that her record label have struggled to figure out her musical identity and how to sell her music in a way that would be, you know, um, easily understood for an audience or for her musical audience. You know, she isn't just like an R&B artist or just a pop artist. You know, she explores many genres and subgenres that are in between those two points. And that's why it made sense that you know she was better off exploring that independently without the backing of her record label plus there are many other artists on RCA who have done just fine you know such as Chris Brown you know Justin Timberlake her Usher Plus, there are many other artists on RCA who have done just fine, you know, such as Chris Brown, Justin Timberlake, Her, Usher. You know, some of these artists obviously have had more time um, to develop their careers. Um, however, it takes more than just a record label to um, be the be the deciding factor that determines whether an artist does well or not. You know, there's many other factors you know such as is that person likable um do they make good music because i think fundamentally that's what it comes down to do they make music that you know um is enjoyable for the majority of their fan base um so there's so many different factors you know that play a part here also you know normani has signed a joint record label with RCA and Keep Cool Records so it's not just a single record label that she's been signed to um, and the founder of Keep Cool Records has you know helped to develop um, the careers of her, Wizkid and Bryson Tiller you know and he's also African-American so I guess there's also that not that I'm saying that um, you know that is that somehow will help but I do believe that because of there's that, you know, racial kind of similarity between the two, it would help her to feel less alone in an industry that is very predominantly um, white. The higher up you get, you know, in the in the music hierarchy. So I think it makes sense that, you know, she, you know, has someone there who understands maybe her unique struggles as a, as a ethnic minority, as an African-American and as a, you know, a woman in, in this industry. So I think she's in, in decent hands. She's in good hands. If she can remain musically consistent, then she stands, you know, a very good chance. You know, let her fans get a chance to understand, you know, what she's about musically. And then maybe she could do a Rihanna and, you know, reinvent herself like every two to three years or so. 